Hello friends, welcome to the After Hours Lounge. Welcome back if you are a regular listener. Uh, my name is Sandy, I am your host. Um, and I'm excited to be back doing episodes with guests again. Uh, as I said, I took a little bit of a break over the summer. Uh, not intentionally, but kind of just, just the way it happened really. Um, I was away in Greece and kind of just living my life a little bit. Uh, sue me. But I am back now and I'm still very much committed to this podcast and um, really excited to be bringing you some more episodes um, with some some really interesting and cool people. Um, so that leads me on to to this one. Obviously, I put one out last week, but that was a solo episode, uh, just kind of easing back into it, uh, learning how to do it all again, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, really excited to, to bring you this conversation. Uh, I'm going to change things up a little bit. So as you can see, I'm, I'm doing a kind of solo intro now. Uh, where I'll chat a little bit and then we'll lead straight in with the guest rather than me spending ages introducing the guest in front of them which can be a bit awkward sometimes um, so yeah my guest this week is Timo Mullen uh, Timo is an Irish professional windsurfer um, and businessman entrepreneur um, you know easily one of the most recognizable faces in uh, in British windsurfing if not global windsurfing uh, he's been a professional for you know probably about 20 years if not longer um, and still still very much at the top of his game. Um, but also on the other side, he's a really, well, he, he's quite a successful uh, businessman and entrepreneur. Uh, as he goes on to talk about, you know, after he left university, he went straight into a job um, and has managed to, to balance a very, very successful career um, at the forefront of some really cool businesses um, with being a professional windsurfer. And that was the real thing I wanted to chat to. You know, as he said, often when, you know, windsurfers get together and things and we get into the pub or whatever, uh, even straight after windsurfing, we don't usually talk about windsurfing. I think that's the same with a lot of sports. Um, so it was really interesting to talk to him about not windsurfing. And of course, yeah, we do talk about sailing a little bit, but actually a lot of it was how he lives his life and, and kind of, you know, striking that work-life balance and uh, and talking about, you know, he, the the beach bum mentality and him deciding not to do that. And actually, no, I'm, I'm going to go and try and, you know, succeed and, and be successful in other aspects of my life other than just uh, being really good at, at windsurfing um, so a really really interesting conversation um, yeah Timo was was very gracious with his time uh, thanks so much to him for, for that and uh, for, for his candor as well you know uh, being very open and very honest about everything so yeah guys I uh, hope you enjoy the episode um, and please if you do uh, share it and uh, let me know what you think Yeah, we said we're not going to talk about windsurfing too much, but if anyone needs any advice on how to do a forward off the lip, then uh, yeah, you're definitely the man, the man to talk to. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> o- open to give anyone advice, not not that uh, they have to take it. <laughs> did you did you ever go down the route of becoming a, an instructor or anything, or were you very much always like just the pro and the competing and stuff when you're? Uh, anyway. I think I think I did what everyone did, uh, like everyone did back in the day their RYA instructor course yeah you know of that dream of going to work in a center somewhere you know a lot warmer than Northern Ireland you know a lot in Northern Ireland so yeah I did I did my instructor's course and I actually um when I finished my A-levels I actually got offered a job working for on Tur- Tur- Turboli or in the British Virgin Islands. Um, Tortola. Yeah. yeah, like anyway, I got the job and then um, like I did a bit more research, which back then like you couldn't really do on the internet. And I think it was like <laughs> the guy who owned the centre had just been like done in some massive like bust. You know, I don't know how... He, illegal this bust was <laughs> um but it explained why they needed an instructor really quickly so i sort of like i listened to my uh i listened to my brain rather than my heart and didn't go which you know you imagine like 18 getting a dream job in the british virgin islands which actually was probably a good thing because it's flat there um yeah. on that particular island so yeah it was probably a good thing but yeah i didn't really go down the instructor route. I actually, um, pre-COVID, I was going to do um, these like guided tours to like all the rad spots I've gone to over the years, like 
the Hebrides, Northwest Ireland, obviously, um, maybe one to Australia. And everyone was, gag- you know, like frothing, going like, oh, sick. And I'm like, kind of going like, they're not to teach you how to do stuff. It's actually to teach you like maybe a better way of like living your life sort of thing. You know, like so somebody's like, a pretty good windsurfer obviously to be able to go off and go wave sailing i wanted to like uh, so give them like an opportunity to lead maybe like a little bit of the life that i was doing you know traveling and going off and doing these crazy trips but they get that without having to do the experiment and you know so like going and going like which bay did we go to today i i already know where to go but it was kind of like, you know, the whole getting up first thing in the morning, you know, like healthy breakfast, go for the surf. If not surf, go for a mountain bike, you know, um, right through to windsurfing all day. You know, we, we often would like take a barbecue with us and like have a really cool barbecue, you know, and that's what we do on those trips. And it was to kind of like maybe take five or six people along and they get to experience that, including like the nights out, the yeah. whole thing. But like trying to kind of like go, you know, this this is what you can do um, for a week of your life, you know, like it's all possible. Like, you know, you're on the South Coast in Brighton or in London and you think there's no wind and waves, but you know, 300 miles away in the UK, just a ferry ride away mm. is like conditions as good as Western Australia. So it was trying to get up, but of course then COVID hit and like, I couldn't do it and still can't yeah. do it. So I'm probably going to do one of the, go and try and do it next year again, sort of September, October time. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty crap at instructing. I can tell people what they're doing <laughs> wrong, but I can't, I'm not that great at telling them how to do it, you know, yeah. but I can give really good tips. Like, you know, make your foot straps bigger, you know. Yeah, yeah, really, general, general advice. It's the real simple stuff, you know, like, you know, go all the way out to the outside. Don't jive as soon as you see a wave, you know, like, yeah, pick yeah, your yeah. Wave, you know. Yeah. But just general stuff like that there. And, and general stuff about staying safe, you know, going to these spots, you know, etiquette, you know, don't piss off all the locals, which probably yeah. taking five or six play- people to a spot is probably going to piss off all the locals anyway. So, <laughs> but is that, but, I mean, that, that was a big reason why I wanted to talk to you because you are kind of within windsurfing and I apologize for anyone listening who, who isn't uh, in the windsurfing, windsurfing world, but th- this is very relevant to you guys as well. It will become relevant, but you have always been that one who, you know, every interview with you and everything has always been like, how do you have all this passion? And, you know, you travel to Australia for three days on a forecast and, you know, all, all, all this stuff. Um, is, is that, I guess that was also something that you wanted to pass on to these other guys. Cause I mean, you know, without uh, being real, I mean, I, I just turned 30 myself and as you do get older, you know, you get all these responsibilities and, and all this stuff. Are you, is that your mission with these trips to try and say to these guys, look, you, you can take, you don't need to take weeks out to go into these big windsurf trips and training or whatever everyone calls it. But like, actually, yeah. you know, be a, go on an adventure and it doesn't even cost that much. You yeah. Know? I think that's, that, that's actually probably what I was trying to get across. And, and, it, and like you say, I think it's relevant to people who don't windsurf. Yeah. Is actually get, getting up off your ass and, and doing it you know it's like the one thing in life i've, re- I've learned now is um no one's going to bring out ev- anything to you you know mm-hmm. you don't get a- anything in life isn't put on a plate for you you know like i guess if you got you know if you got rich parents maybe that's the way it goes but i generally you'll find even with that the rich parents they didn't get rich they didn't, they, they, the, 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 the rich dad worked his ass off for it, you know? Yeah. So, um, but it's more like, you know, break, breaking the mold, doing something different. Um, we've got like the company I own, the flip-flop company, Foam Life. We've got uh, our catch line is live less ordinary. Mm. So it's trying to like 
just do something a little bit different that makes you like pretty stoked and go like, wow, I'm like, I'm like, I'm living, you know, I'm living life. And like, and that can be like the smallest little thing, you know, Um, but just try and make a change. And I think that crosses over to everything, you know, whether you're a mountain biker or a yoga, you know, you do yoga, like go to like a yoga um, class, week in the Hebrides you can do that as well and it's just like I think it's all the things about like I I don't know um one of my biggest senses that I'd say would maybe be smell I love smells remind me of places you know and I just got back from Ireland there a really good trip for four days to Ireland and but I kept this thing in my head kept going like so I was gonna go to Scotland and I was like the smells of Scotland are like amazing. They just like, you feel like you're alive as well. And I was like going, oh, just to smell that and breathe that different air and just that vibe. And that that's kind of, a, I think what I try to do is like, you know, I, I've worked all my life, you know, so where, where you're saying, oh, I'm always off away doing things. The reason why I am is because I value every single minute of free time I have mm. because I'm 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 always at work. Yeah, people only see me at the beach, the windsurfing side of me. Obviously, when it's windy, but I've worked the whole of the previous week to free up those two days to be able to go windsurfing. So when people see you at the beach all day, they go, "Oh, that's all you do." But they only ever see me if it's windy because they're windsurfers. They don't see you at work the five days it wasn't windy. Yeah, yeah, that was it. I mean. I mean, many answers to to everything you just said there, but um, I I a couple of years ago reevaluated my whole life, and I I, I watched something uh, with Doctor Phil uh, was talking about everyone has a different currency, and he was like, people, you know, m- most people's currency is money, and we're all I'm not naive enough to say money doesn't matter because we all know it does, but I realised that the currency that's really important to me is time. Um, time, time, time. You don't get like the one thing I've. I totally agree with you and it's cliched, whatever, but it's, it's true. You know, like these are cliches for a reason. You, you can't buy time and you can't buy happiness. You know, they're like, to, to, you know, you go, you make your own time and you make your own happiness. And yeah, I, I like, I see that now where we've started our own company and we're just like working really long hours. Yeah. And you like, we want more time. You know, we actually, if somebody could sell us time, we'd be buying it in truck, yeah. you know, because, you know, it's just so much work to do. But, um, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Like, time's, like, yeah, time's massive. Yeah, like. well, I, and I, and the, the reason behind it, and you'll completely agree, and, you you know, again, I'm just echoing what you've said, but the reason that I wanted that time was because I knew what makes me happy, and what makes me happy was going windsurfing. So I went, right, and, and it's not like other sports where, uh, you know, on, on another note from something else you said of doing new things. Uh, last year, I started Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and I must have walked up to the door of the gym three times and looked in and went, I can't fucking do this. I went back to my car and sat down and went, oh, you can. And I, it took me so many times and now I do it. And I mean, you know, injuries and going abroad and, and all that stuff. I've been doing it, you know, bits and bobs, but and obviously lockdown. Um, but I'm completely obsessed with it now and I can't imagine my life without it. You know, it's it, it, it's funny to... um. It's funny to to find find that new thing, but but you know something like that. I know you're, right. you're my you're my new best mate now. By the way, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll, look, I'll look after you. Yeah yeah. Um, you know, but but windsurfing is different to that because windsurfing it can just come along at any time. You know, suddenly you go, oh, there's a there's a good forecast next week. It's not like right. It's not like playing five aside football where you go right between five and seven on a Wednesday night. I'm playing football with my mates. You yeah. know, so I I decided right. How do I structure my life around being able to go and I mean this you must be I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here I imagine but how do I structure my life around being able to go right uh next Wednesday at the moment I ain't coming to work or I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that that I can take that time off to go and do what I love doing you know yeah and I think as well though like it's also and I think this is the thing I want I, I on my course courses if I ever do them it's also getting the people to realize you can't actually go windsurfing before work like that's massive so 
I'll again, I'll make my time. I'll look at it and go like, I've got too much work on, and but it's windy, it's pumping. I go, but it gets light at 6 a.m. I don't need to start work till like half eight, nine o'clock. So I'll be like, well, that's two and a half hours, it's shred time, you know? So like it's getting, mo- you know, going to bed early the previous night, making sure you're done. And like it, to the point, like people would be like sending me a WhatsApp at like 11 o'clock in the morning going, dude, you missed it. It was so good today. And you're like, I've already been out. Yeah. You know, so yeah. like cheers for your concern, but we have <laughs> already covered it. So I think like that's, like a big thing is you know but lots of people do it you know it's so i guess it's only because you know i'm sponsored and you know people will hear about it more from me like yeah as well but i'm not the only one there at six o'clock in the morning that's where that's where that's where passion or passion translates into discipline isn't it because you can be passionate and love something but you can also kind of do the Oh, I love it, but I can't be yeah. I can't be yeah. arsed or, you know, and also whether we like it or not, I think humans, well, I, a part of me believes, especially increasingly in today's society, we are conditioned to be victims, aren't we? Of like, oh, yeah. I don't have time to go windsurfing because I've got so much work to do. And it's yeah. like, actually, like you said, if you, you know, ate a little bit better, didn't eat a load of shit, and then you can't get to sleep till midnight, you'd get to bed a bit earlier, you'd wake up early and you'd have two hours to do what you love. Yeah. You know, and, and whilst you can do that, like I'm I'm a big believer of, you know, balance and stuff. I'm all for going out for a few pints and, and all that stuff as well. But yeah, try finding that that transition of, of passion going into discipline. How what what's that been like? I, I imagine, you know, you're very much on the discipline side of it. Yeah, I'm like I, I think this is the, maybe the misnomer. I like I try to. It's the bit people don't see is like I do like I went straight from school to university in Plymouth. I did a law degree, uh, did maritime law, got a good I got a good degree when I left. I went straight into a job. I didn't have a year out um, and I've worked all the way through, you know, so I've never had a year off. I've always had like just normal working time. So I just like balance my time around I tried to let my passion flow my work so it was always first you know but obviously I needed a job to survive but I tried to then make always make my job fun um and that it uh, my job could fit in with my lifestyle rather than my lifestyle fit in with my job yeah, yeah. Um, I think that that's been important it's obviously like yeah there's a lot of luck in that so I don't want to be sat here on an interview going yeah because everyone just go like yeah fucking lucky for some well done Timo flipping like that's not that's not that's not the same for everyone and I appreciate that but what I'm trying to say is like everyone still has their four weeks off um and like there I went to Ireland Friday Saturday Sunday Monday and I came flew back on the Monday night flight so I got four epic days windsurfing that will fulfill me for the next like yeah. week, two weeks. Um, and that's po- that's possible to everyone. Like everyone can take a Friday and a Monday off. So it's uh, that sort of side of it. So yeah, like the discipline side of it is obviously knowing that when I am busy at work, I just switch off. Like, so I can turn the switch and go, if Gwydion's pumping logo high, perfect cross off. And I've got like, 10 whatsapps going like it's firing when are you coming down i just go no i've got work today that's one of the things i've got to do is i've yeah. got to work um and i find it quite easy to turn that switch off like don't get me wrong i'm like frothing i'd far rather be at the beach yeah but i don't get the. i don't really get the fomo too much you know on that because you know you've got to live <laughs> you have to uh, yeah go. exactly you, you know you know you know you're going to get the next one when no one else is going to be there and, and things like that and does that that passion and, and discipline and another thing that i was really interested to talk to you about is you know within the water sports industry and particularly in windsurfing obviously there's not perhaps as much money in windsurfing as as there used to be or as as other water sports you know um but you know there's still kind of people that try and 
keep that living and and that lifestyle going in windsurfing and they go no i don't you know i'm not that bothered about anything else and you know but you uh, as i gather i mean we've never spoken fully before but as i gather i mean you're essentially an entrepreneur and a businessman alongside being that i know you just started your your flip-flop company foam life but I mean, I think I think if I'm right in saying you work for Animal for a long time, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, yeah, you- like I've I've done like I brought a couple like Deus. I don't know if you've heard of Deus, yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, super cool brand from Australia. I brought that into the UK. Um, Skull Candy headphones. I was the first sales guy for that. I did that for three or four years. So I've done quite a lot of stuff, um, but. I think like like our industry, what happens with it is uh, there's not that many jobs. So like when you you get a good one, you hang on to it. So um, yeah, I was like realized, oh, I've got a couple of good gigs here, and I just made sure I didn't screw them up. So yeah. So does that does that lead the? Is that something you you had? I know you said you went to uni. You know. Did, did you know maritime law left with that and then went went straight into a job did you have did you have that kind of mindset the whole time of like you know i've got to work hard and i've got to get down and I'll do this and that will allow me to do it because yeah yeah kind of, i always yeah. i because like it it was weird when i was 18 and having to make those decisions like so when i was 16 i probably 15 i learned to loop um and even back Back then, I'd say, like, looping, looking back on it, was quite a big thing, you know, for, say, a 15-year-old to have learned to loop. And, uh, but there was no social media. And magazines were like, they didn't even want to speak to you unless you were Robbie Nash or Duncan Beck or Nick Baker. Um so like they just didn't want to know and you couldn't like and we were brought up as kids like you don't talk about yourself you know you get a slap if you talked about yourself (laughs) and of course now fast forward all kids do is talk about themselves like you know social media is like the narcissist dream you know it's like just like hey guess what i did today i'm amazing so i think what i saw straight away was like you either had to be like world cup level yeah. and you could make a living out of it or you, if you weren't, you wouldn't make a living out of it. So I was like, okay, I can see I'm probably not going to be world cup level unless I moved to Maui or, you know, put my whole heart into it. So I was like, well, I reckon if you get a, an education behind you and get a good job and go back to what I was saying and make your lifestyle you know, your job fulfill your lifestyle and i spotted that quite early and realized you know well if you can make you've got a bit of money behind you you can then you know go to the nice places and train to be good so that was my kind of from the early outset and then i i realized that working's really fun if you get the right job yeah. it's the same adrenaline hit as windsurfing itself so I was just like, oh, I really love, I, I love working. And, and look at the rewards work gives you. It lets you go off and go windsurfing to all these nice places. So mm-hmm. I, think, I think the two go hand in hand. Um, the, the, the funny thing was with my university degree, um, I remember my lecture because I, I came out with a really you know, good grade. And he was like, I've got you the best job ever working for Lloyd's Insurance in London. Right. And they did all the shipping insurance, which was kind of like connected to my degree. My dad does. <laughs> and and there was, there was a hell of a lot of money in it. And I was like, looked at him like he, he I looked at him like he was an alien. And I was like, are you crazy? Why would I ever want to work in London? Yeah, yeah. And earn loads of money. And he was like, because then you'd be I don't know if you have you ever heard that tale of the Mexican fisherman, you know, where he he basically there's this site. Like, Mexican fisherman sat on the beach in his deck chair with his grandchildren all around him and he's chilled and he's listening yeah. to music, having a drink. And this like American businessman comes up to him and goes, Hey man, you look super relaxed. What do you do for a living? And he goes, Oh, I'm, I'm a fisherman. 
And he goes, oh, do you catch much fish here? And the guy goes, like, yeah, yeah, I do. And he goes, well, you ever thought of like, you know, doubling the size of your fleet and having two fishing boats and, you know, yeah. then you make more money. And anyway, the tale goes on and on. If the guy goes, well, you know, then you could like buy a factory, the same factory that sell or, you know, processes your fish and blah, blah, blah. Getting right to the end where he goes, uh, and then you'll list your company on the New York Stock Exchange and you'll sell your company for millions and millions and millions of dollars. And the Mexican fisherman goes to him, and then what would I do? And then he goes, and then you'd retire to a nice quiet beach and you'd sit in a deck chair enjoying the view and the guy's like, well, there, there's the irony yeah. of that, I'm doing it already. Yeah. So I think it's like, you know, what, what, what currency do you, going back to what you said, what currency do you um, call success? You yeah. know, I'd call the Mac, you know, again, that Mexican fisherman, hugely successful because he's happy and yeah. he's sat, he sat on the beach that he was going to end up at, even if he was, had made millions. Yeah. You know, but that's 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 I think I have heard that story before and it like it yeah it represents everything all of like my values and generally most people on this podcast I tend to speak to you know everyone seems to be cut from the same cloth but and and obviously yourself included but the really interesting about thing about you is you also like you just said you get this same adrenaline from starting all these companies and doing this I remember you you also have uh like wide eye that skin company and then you know phone life so you you've kind of found almost that healthy well i don't yeah that that balance of like i am gonna go and do a little bit of the stuff that the american man has said i am gonna go and try yeah. and taste this and stuff is, yeah. is that i mean clearly that's not coming from a, a a point of like greed and i want money and all this stuff you know is yeah. is it purely coming from a like an a kind oh, of I, adrenaline and like I, i'm not i'm not like i'm not lying like money's like the one money's thing great. money's great money's great money does give you uh choices absolutely yeah absolutely i think, you, I think yeah. that's what money gives you is choices and you know it ain't cheap to go to western australia to norlu for two weeks you know like, <laughs> yeah, and um but yeah i think like my like i loved doing like exciting things just in general like you know and like work as well but i think like with foam life and why die like there's an end goal as well there's obviously the environmental side of it that's massive and um, trying to make a difference where other people aren't making a difference you know so uh haven't been in the industry so long i see like companies like they're skipping things to make more dollar mm. and we were like well we as a new company don't have to skip those processes we can actually from the outset you know have zero plastic in our packaging um you know like that's massive you know just as a start point and then as our company grows we're trying to do more and more things you know where we can that or, or you know, make a better impact on the world and the environment so or less of an impact i guess is what the way to say it so that's quite exciting and fulfilling in a selfish way you know because you feel like you're doing something you know you're doing something different and hopefully beneficial makes you feel good which is you know windsurfing makes you feel good and yeah. you know doing something good makes you feel good I'd say, um, <laughs> you know, you wouldn't want to say this in the right, wrong company, but I'm definitely uh, a giver, not a taker. So, <laughs> you know, I, I love giving gifts and presents, you know. Um, so, yeah, that that stokes me out, you know. Yeah. So I, I, I think like when someone sends a message going, oh, my God, we, I got a pair of your flip flops they're so comfortable like they're ridiculously comfortable i love them that's like that makes it all worthwhile like yeah. that's cliched as well but it really does you're just like going oh my god or if you see somebody wearing a pair still stokes me out you know so yeah, yeah well yeah i had i had someone uh, when i was commentating this um 
European windsurf event in Rhodes. I had, a, a guy came up to me in the commentary booth and just put a six pack of beers down and just was like, I love the podcast. And then just walked off. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Like, I, I, in all honesty, like, I. I As he walked of- off though, Sandy, did he have a tattoo of you on his back? No, he didn't. That was a bit of a let then. I was a bit disappointed by that. But yeah, yeah. Adam Sims did immediately walk past open rip open the six pack take three beers and walk away which was quite funny yeah i still need to yeah. get him back for that one um yeah. but yeah no that and that that genuinely like it did i'm perfectly honest it choked me up a little bit i was it really hit me i was like i have no idea who that guy is and then we spoke later on he messaged me on instagram saying sorry that was me and stuff and yeah that was me yeah me. i'm your dad <laughs> and I'm yeah. On, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you know yeah i i totally agree with you neil in previous podcasts, I've said, you know, cliches are cliches for a reason. And it's so true because they are all completely true. But, you know, giving something or, or doing something like that is so much better than buying something for yourself or, you yeah. know, a, a, anything like that. Passing passing that on. Um, yeah. So, as I mean, you, you're a, a, a wee bit older than me. I know you're a family man now. You're a father, things like that. Yeah. How, how I'm always intrigued because I'm at that age now. A few of my friends, especially like. This summer, I said I was I was in uh, in Bass hanging out with you know a lot of the guys coming out and, and stuff like that. And it was the first time where I'd find myself out for dinner uh, quite often, and all, more often than not, there'd be a baby at the end of the table. Yeah. Um, and you know, I've I've been with my my girlfriend Heidi for for five years now. Like you know, it's it's pretty. I'm sure it'll be on the cards in the next few years. But like, how how did that change you? Especially you, you know, who does travel and you like to go away on these trips and and things like that. Um, how, how did you navigate, you know, those kind of wars? Yeah, we, we, my wife would definitely go like, you know, where I'm going like, yeah, we just took the kids with us, which is what we did. Yeah. And just carried on regardless. She would say, no, you carried on regardless. <laughs> you know, her, her, her life changed quite a bit. But um, yeah, like we took the kids, like I went to Thurzo with Sky when she was three weeks old. We went to Thurzo on a road trip. Yeah. We had to break it up more. We stayed in Manchester mm. uh, with Danny Seals at the time on the way up for a night, which that then turned out to be not really a rest, you know, a night in Manchester. And then drove up and yeah, we went to Cape Town when she was uh, eight weeks old. Right. So she had done a Thurzo trip and a Cape Town trip by the time she was three months old. <laughs> nice. But, so, yeah, we didn't let it hold us back at all. Uh, obviously, traveling was a hell of a lot easier back then and cheaper. You yeah. know, so we could take the whole family away to Cape Town pretty cheap. Um, same, even Maui. We would go to Maui and... By the time I was like, you know, married with kids, um, I'd accumulated so many air miles. Uh, I remember uh, Sky's first five trips to Maui, she flew first class, like, and, and so did my wife. But it was like, that sounds super flash. And any of the pro windsurfers who did a lot of flying at the time will um, vouch for this. You, you were, you flew first class everywhere just with your air miles. Wow. You know, and it was, that doesn't really happen anymore because people obviously, you know, the, the same impact on the environment was flying a lot back then, but there wasn't the, you know, there wasn't the overt knowledge of what, fl- you know, flying everywhere does, you know, to your carbon footprint. So yeah. people don't fly as much now, plus it's expensive. But uh, yeah, it was, it was, you could do that, Um like now the thought of doing those big trips, even though my kids are like Sky's 13, Pixie's nine. So they're pretty cool with it. They enjoy flying. Yeah. But it's a lot harder work now, you know, because you're you're basically looking after two mini adults rather than yeah. two kids. So, yeah. But I would say to people, just go for it. You know, it's not, it's a, it is hell, like the flights. But once you get there, it's actually really good, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah that's it, it's something like watching um I, i'm I'm sure you know max Rowe as as well but yeah. you know I, i've known him for, for many years and a really good friend of mine he's got a, an 18 month old little girl now and it was quite interesting even when i did the podcast with him we talked about it um at the end of last year but even seeing him all summer and he's like i'm not letting 
I'm not letting her stop me carry on this. Yeah, you don't. You don't like truck. The only I give anyone a bit of advice because there's probably I'm probably one of the older windsurfers, so I could probably give out this advice now. Is like they start to take control as they get older. So like (laughs) you lose that. Like you know where we did the same as Max. He's I'm not going to let them dictate how my life's going to go because they they are they're kids at the end of the day. You know they. You should lead by example, but as they get older, Jesus, they, they, my, my, I'm like the bottom of the pecking order, and we've got like <laughs> ducks, horses, dogs, and I'm, I'm like right below all of those, you know. So yeah, yeah. While, while while you're the while you're the king, like let the king reign, you know. Yeah. He, he dictates the rules. He holds the conch, isn't it? The conch and Lord of the... Yeah, like the talking stick or whatever it is. Yeah, 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 yeah the yeah. conch. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that doesn't last long. And yeah. then, um, I mean, you, you mentioned it briefly at the start of the conversation, but um, something to, to go back to, because obviously, you know, you, you do have kids and we are navigating this world of, or an increasingly digital world. And moving on to, you know, things like social media, obviously, with, with, with your, your kids and then yourself, you know, still technically being sponsored and things like that. Um, it's kind of it's kind of become a theme of a lot of the. Oh, mate, I I find that. it I find it really difficult. Like, yeah. um, I kind of enjoy it. I think I said the same on a, a similar part. I kind of enjoy it. I quite like. I love Instagram. I kind of watch. I watch Instagram as my TV now. You know, my me time is not watching. You know whatever the soap opera or drama <laughs> is on TV, yeah. I'll watch YouTube or I'll watch Instagram. I, I get more out of it. I, yeah. I, um, but the sports side of it, I think it's like, I, I think it's lost the soul out of the sport. Right. Because you're, there's so much talent out there. Like I see a lot of talent on the water. And I'm like going, geez, this guy rips. And he's, but he's not a social media type person. Generally, you will find that a lot of guys who are like really, they're naturally talented. They'll also be quite like insular as well. Like, so they're not going to shout about it. They're like going, you know, their, their talent flows and their talent speaks for themselves. But on nowadays, that's not enough. You know, you see all these real talented athletes in all sports, I think, like surfing, surfing in particular. I've seen a lot of really good surfers, UK surfers, and they're way better than like a lot of the pros. Mm. Um, and they just don't make it because they're, they're like, they've been brought up because generally they've been brought up in surf towns mm. and their peers will be like, older guys like me going like, well, you, you don't talk about yourself, you know, like bitch slap, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's not, it's not a good characteristic, you know, narcissism is yeah. a horrible characteristic to have, you know, so you would, that would be beaten out if you like, you know, in by your peers. Yeah. 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 But then the ones who have made a success of it have gone, whether they love it or hate it, they go, well, if you if you're not a part of it, you're not going to be a pro surfer or a pro windsurfer in today's world. Yeah, I think that is sad because you know um, you are having to just put up stuff for the sake of it. You yeah. know, like yeah, you know, I'll be like I realized there the other day. I go like, my God, I haven't actually done anything on my Instagram for like three weeks. Yeah, that's like basically you're dead isn't yeah. it it's an eternity you know? yeah, yeah, yeah you're you're dead to someone like you know and is this kind of like thing in your head all the time going oh i gotta do something and you know i gotta put a gopro on yeah just before i go sailing because like you know i know where i'm going sailing is miles away like so my camera that I have that I've dragged my dad along to the beach, like which my dad doesn't really need dragged along to the beach. He loves going to the beach. <laughs> but then to say to him, oh, can you sit with a like a camera attached to your head for the next two hours? 
yeah. it's kind of a bit selfish as well. So I find that all quite hard, but um, I do still find it enjoyable. You know, it's quite cool if you land something rad and you can like put it out there and, yeah. you know, sort of be judged on that, you know, I guess, you know, you know, you've done something rad, but, you know, nowadays it's how many people, how many comments you get. Or that, you know. yeah, that's the that's the kind of sad thing, isn't it? It's something uh, I I actually I was really good last summer. I went out to to Greece for a couple of weeks. It's been the only sort of windsurf trip I had. We were very lucky with the wind at home last year. But I I for some reason last year I got into a habit of using my GoPro all the time, and yeah. I was doing it. And then it, it wasn't. It became and I, I kind of fell out of love with windsurfing for quite a while. I think because of it, because I realised I was like, I'm not doing this for me anymore. I'm just trying it. to get a good clip. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Trying get, I'm trying to get a good clip, and then sometimes, well, I'm perhaps not for someone of your talent, but that generally just makes me sail worse if I'm trying to get a clip rather yeah. than, rather yeah. than just trying to enjoy myself. It, it, it can actually, it can sometimes make you sail better. Yeah. Um, if it's if you're in the right mood, because you'll actually go, um, you'll put more effort into land. Like I think wave sailing, jumping it really helps mm. because uh, it's like someone's watching you the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you either make a jump or you don't. Um, but I guess same in freestyle, but I, I look at all freestyle stuff and just I'm like blown away by like, you know, <laughs> even if they crash, I'm like going, oh my God, yeah. that, was, that was the sickest thing I've ever seen. In yeah. And they'll go like, that's not a big deal. And I'll be like, well, to me, that looked pretty rad. Yeah. But that's, so, that's yeah. That, yeah, that can that's something else I, I you know say, I've said a lot about, it, and that's like everyone's everyone's kind of level of expectation of themselves is is completely different, and your your own level of success is is completely different. You know, for you, for you, for example, like if you don't land uh, a forward ten forward loops off the lip, you're like, ah, oh, was it an all right session, but I didn't really do well. Whereas someone else if they even just like manage to successfully ride a wave till it finishes they're like it was the best session of my life and yeah we 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 that's uh, we actually had a really good uh we always used to talk about this um we always knew swifty as a gauge right so we would be like swifty to me like has got like he he, he would say he's like had the perfect life almost you know he's got like now he lives in maui since he was 15, he's been traveling the world, always super nice places. And we always went, is Swifty's stoke factor begin here? Yeah. Where mine is like, that's my maximum. That's where he starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were going like, so my, like I'm basically cutting short of it is like, to make me like stoked doesn't take much, but we're like going, is his stoke level because it's so high all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if he led now my life or your life, he'd be like, oh my God, this is like <laughs> the yeah. worst ever. Yeah. You know, so, but I don't think that is the case because I know Swifty well and he's like, you know, he's, he's, he can pretty morph into any world. So well, that's the, the, the thing is like, it's okay to do that and like stuff like that. But then, the problem that comes, and this comes from social media, I believe an awful lot, is when you end up going from there to then comparing yourself to Swifty, to being like, well, he lives in Maui, but I don't. And why, you know, and you see it on social media. And yeah, so I think I think that's, that's the bit I hate. And uh, I think, like, I always want to write, yeah, like, I'll, I'll always say, if somebody goes like, was it good today? Like, I'll be like, mate, it was so wank. You so yeah. you missed nothing. It yeah. was shit. It was awful. Like, yeah. but then I'll go. I, I think like that's when I, that one thing I hate, like my pet hate, and yeah. you know, probably quite good to put it out there because maybe people will not do it to me. Is like when you rock up at the beach, and because I work, you know, sometimes I do rock up at completely the wrong time, yeah. and I know I've missed it. And some would get like, mate, it was so good. Oh yeah, I hate that. Earlier, and I'm just like, I just want to punch you in the face. Yeah, why? Like, yeah, like, well, tell me something I don't know. Yeah, but where if it's so because I'm like that myself. If somebody comes up to me and goes, "Was it good earlier?" Come on, tell me. 
I will actually downgrade the conditions massively. Yeah. So I'm, I'm probably like killing people now because I'll be like, oh, you just lied to me. But <laughs> they'll be like, was it any good earlier? And I was like, oh, it was all right. It's like, yeah, it was a few all right ways, but no, you didn't really miss anything. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I know how bad I feel when someone tells me that. I'm just like, oh God, it just ruins my day. Yeah. So I try and like not ruin their day. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got, you, yeah, you, you've got to like manage manage the expectation for people haven't you and then i think it's just just like i mean a, a big quote i say all the time it comparison is the thief of joy so <laughs> yeah. like, you know yeah it's like if you sit there oh well, well, how come they got to go out and i couldn't well, I can't but, be but then on social media who wants to hear someone say uh really epic forecast today uh got down the beach Forgot my harness. Yeah, exactly. When I downhauled my sail, the rope snapped. Uh, then my wife rang and said, do you remember you're picking, picking Pixie up from school at half three and you look at your watch and it's quarter to three and you have yeah. not, you're, you're, you're still fixing your rope? Yeah. That doesn't make a really good Instagram post. No. <laughs> yeah. No. People- it's probably quite funny. You could probably get away. If you made that your persona, it would be amazing. I was going to say, yeah, I don't know. I, I, there are a lot of accounts popping up like that. Of people, people, you know, talking. Yeah, the anti, like the anti-social, social. Yeah, we're just it. avoiding, avoiding the, the, you know, the rose-tinted glasses. People call it. You yeah. Know, seeing yeah. a life through through a through a rose-tinted glass. You know? Yeah, but I think you like you have to go like full down that route if you're going to. Like if a sponsor wants to be associated with you, they won't be associated with your um, followers for your tales of woe. Not your yeah, tales yeah, yeah, exactly. They've yeah. got they've got to be they've got to be okay with that. I don't think there's a list of uh, windsurfing sponsors in the world who are queuing up to sponsor somebody's tales of woe. <laughs> like, that's yeah, that's the problem. Unfortunately, unfortunately not. Otherwise, yeah, otherwise I'll be sponsored up to the nines. Well, Timo, finishing finishing up then. Uh, a couple of um, you know quick quick fire questions that I always ask everyone. Uh, obviously, we've not been able to travel you know that much. I know previously you know you you're very much famous for for traveling and going all over, as we've spoken about. Um, where is your your happy place? If you click your fingers now and you teleport, where are you? Uh, oh God, uh, Ireland. Ireland. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, Ireland and the Hebrides. Yeah, I, yeah, you're uh, maybe. I, I don't know if you know. I, I'm, I'm a Highlander. I'm a Scotsman. I grew up in the Highlands of Scotland. So no way. Yeah, Which yeah, yeah. island? Uh, no, not. I didn't grow up on the island. I grew up in the Highlands. No way. Oh, yeah, sick. Yeah. So I, I grew nice. up. I grew up 11 miles east of Inverness. Um, no way. Awesome. So, yeah, yeah. so I will. You are. I, I'm officially allowed to. Yeah, so like we, we would, all, we would do um, our Thurso trips in March. We'd always like always get a snowboard session in on the way back from right. Thursday. like always like it was part it was almost getting to the point it was our snowboard trip more than our winter <laughs> trip we'd be like oh it's like big northwest swell westerly wind let's go to Thursday. is there snow yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> so it was more that like and you know what it's like there if it's sunny blue bluebird conditions you know yeah. like you're up at the top of um Aviemore, yeah and it, you could be in the south of france or in the alps sorry it's a it, the, scotland in general is an amazing rad. is it's an amazing a, place it's just rad place full stop people are rad people are friendly people are like eclectic yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, myself, um, it, that's cool. it's it's just such a cool place. Like I've a lot of um, passion for Scotland for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, as I as I'm getting older, I am like my my mum still lives up there. My dad's just bought my granddad's house up there, so he's moving back up there as well. So I'm feeling like the pull. Um, it's like yeah. I always said, like, oh no, I don't want to live here, and you know. Hey, well, so. Sandy, the world's a smaller place now. So. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Although somebody did say to me the other day, it was actually my mum. She said she felt like the world's getting bigger again because of the restrictions, you know, yeah. like travel restrictions. It's actually, and I do, I do get that. Actually, it's harder to travel. Um, you know, my friends in Western Australia seem so far away now, yeah, whereas um, they weren't before. You no. know, like yeah. as you said, 
I would do like trips to Australia for four days. Yeah. Um, because you could, you yeah. know, but you can't now. So, you know, it's so yeah. There, Ireland. That's my answer. Ireland. Answer. Yeah. I've still never I've still never made it over. I need to. I spent I spent a lot of time with Finn Mellon this summer. So I need I want to go over and, and hang out. Oh, well, there you go. I like Finn's the perfect um guide. The perfect host and guide. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know you said uh you know, uh, you you mainly watch Instagram or anything like that, but I imagine you know you maybe spent spent a bit of time in, in front of screens over the last year. What's uh what's the last like banging movie you watch? What's some recommendations? As I said, I, I'm a real uh, film fanatic. I love my movies, so it's always interesting. Oh, flipping heck! Yeah. Uh, Just uh, if, I, that's I like watching. Uh, do you know what I like? I like watching all the um, sports uh, fly in the wall documentary oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like i'm not a big football fan um like i like football but i'm not a big fan but i like i watch all the what like the sunderland till you die i don't know if you've watched that on yeah it's, it's like sunderland football club i've never even followed sunderland sunderland football club but um, Netflix or Amazon, I can't remember which one it was, did a whole like thing. They followed them through their season, yeah. like the, the dressing room, the like, and those are like amazing. Oh, like sick. any of those fly on the wall, like the Formula One one. Yeah, was, I was about to say, I'm obsessed oh, with Formula One now. It was incredible, that one. Yeah. Like, so I'd say... Um, movies, I can't wait to see the Bond movie, the new one. That's like, I'm frothing. Yeah, Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I'm frothing to see that. Yeah. But anything else, I'd generally fall asleep in front of a movie, right. to be honest. Like some so you know, I'm on the go so much. As soon as I sit down, I fall asleep. Yeah, so. I was gonna say you you're very much a man whose brain is on all the time, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, and then occasionally, I mean, generally I would be having a beer while we do this, but I am I promise it's not COVID, but I have had a bit of a cold the last week. As my girlfriend's a school teacher, so she brings everything home. And then because I work from home, I think I'm more susceptible to it. So I'm just drinking water. But usually I, I very much like to have a beer during these conversations. Um, as you're as you're Irish, I assume, well, maybe, maybe not Guinness, but um what's your uh, what's your drink of choice if we were in the uh, so my drink of choice would definitely be a pint of guinness yeah. <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah definitely be a t- pint guy i love guinness uh, i yeah. think that's more but i know i know obviously anyone who goes to ireland knows like three pints of, two beers in england yeah you feel gassy and bloated and like two pints of guinness uh duncan coombs used to say he reckons they put acid in guinness um like has in the cycle uh the oh, right. yeah, yeah 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 hallucinogenic acid because yeah. <laughs> he would be like after two pints of guinness you're all over the place like yeah, you're yeah, like yeah. literally the happiest man in the world um <laughs> like and it just makes you happier the more you drink it and it doesn't make you any more like you know full of gas or anything like that it's a pint of guinness but I'm I'm back on a sugar-free diet. Um, I've got like serious issues with my hips at the minute. Like I've I think I've knackered my hips. So I'm on the uh, I'm on the uh, herbal way of fixing them, which yeah. I, I think I'm on a losing battle on that. But yeah. I've changed my diet to sugar-free, gluten-free, um, fun-free. <laughs> like, yeah, that sound great, man. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. So my drink of choice. Now is um, gin and tonic because you can have the uh, fever tree blue tonic that's hasn't got sugar in it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The gins, there's not a lot of sugar in gin. No, no, no. Yeah, gin is yeah. It's gin's kind of sugar free. Yeah, um, I'm sure there'll be there'll be a new uh, dietitian will say no, it isn't. But that's where I I feel like it. I I just do gin and tonic now. So a G and T, darling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a fairy wings on my back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I believe in I believe in vast people ordered GNTs. They called them. Uh, Can I have a skinny bitch, please? <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully that that works. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Oh, hello, friends. Uh, just interrupting uh, myself, I suppose. Um, 
actually, after we finished the conversation, me and Timo, or after I finished uh, recording, me and Timo kept chatting, um, and he he provided some really valuable insight into uh, his hip injury, um, what he's doing, and we went on to talk about uh, CBD um, and all manners of, of how he's trying to recover um, and heal himself. So the next sort of 10 or 15 minutes is that, and then it'll be back to wrapping up the show. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy. I hit record again. All right, okay, yeah. So... Just keep yeah, going. Yeah. yeah. So you said, have I, um, you know, have I picked up any injuries? And I said, no, yeah, I, like I, I've been injured a lot. But um, recently, like, you know, I think a lot of the guys who have windsurfed all their lives and really pushed it, they're getting sort of more chronic injuries, you know, that I've built up over time rather than, you know, impact injuries, which is generally what a windsurfer will get. You know, they've wiped out badly. But my hips have been like, you know, my left hip. I put it on my Instagram, actually, about being, you know, uh, reality versus, you know, um, Instagram land. And actually, I put up all these rad photos from my GoPro. Fucking looked like the sickest day ever. But I put, actually, the reality was I was in pain the whole time. And I came off the water pretty depressed because I was like, geez that hurt so i've been like getting all this medication to like try and help me out you know with the inflammation and the pain and none of it was working and i mean like tablets that you shouldn't really be taking like you know like obviously the doctors prescribed them but you're like going these don't sound very <laughs> like very okay. yeah god god didn't create these that's for sure <laughs> you know uh, these were created in Wuhan, like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. You know, same same laboratory. <laughs> so um, I'm like going right, and they weren't really working. Like the pain was getting worse. You know, I was on naproxen, and that you have to take that with a stomach settler because it rips your insides out. Yeah, yeah. Quite powerful codeine. Nothing was touching the sides. And then uh, a, a friend of mine. Um, he put he put me in touch with like changing my diet and um i'll actually send i'll put i'll put his link i'll send you the link so his you can point i'll point and his link can be up there or whatever when we're talking yeah. here because he's a windsurfer and it was ironically he's like physio so he he should be like but he actually said Timo what I want you to do first is change your diet um and I was like okay that makes sense because I've been sure I did a sugar-free diet for three years and I lost loads of weight instantly it really helped and he said cut the sugar out cut the gluten out and like try and start eating superfoods like celery like i hate celery like uh, no one likes yeah, celery. yeah. <laughs> i love celery nice celery's oh, really? <laughs> got an acquired taste and um anyway i changed my diet within two weeks and this isn't bs and i'm like straight talking like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like a normal person i think the same things as normal people do yeah yeah yeah, I'm not like, you know, the crystals are in the corner of the room and hippie, blah, blah, hippie blah. wank shite. We call my yeah, mom's, pretty my mom's, much. Yeah. yeah. Hippie wank so, shite. Anyway, I changed my diet. Within two weeks, I'm pain free. That's like bad. like completely pain free from being in like 9.9 out of 10 pain all yeah. the time to being pain free. I haven't taken an anti-inflammatory or uh, any drugs since. Yeah. And I'm still pain free. Like, so yeah, I think there's a lot to be said. I think that's something that maybe might help a lot of people, like, you know, changing your diet. And I've lost a load of weight. Obviously, when I started foam life, um, I was hundred percent like we were just doing like 20 hour days and eating terribly, like chocolate bars were keeping us going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and both me and my business partner, we both like, you know, uh that are both full-time on foam life. We both got fat, basically. <laughs> and uh, it's really helped. I've lost weight, you know, so it's easier to windsurf because I've lost weight. I don't have to be on a bigger board. And um, so yeah, I would um have you done any um have you done any of the tried any CBD stuff or anything like that as well? Yeah. So I actually got 
um, some CBD, the good stuff. And um, I'm actually just getting my friends uh, like his details here so that people can actually tap him up. Um, but yeah, I got some CBD oil. Uh, so it's rewild mobility. Um, so uh, yeah, look, look him up. He's amazing. He's based in Guernsey. Uh, ex-forces guy as well he had to leave the forces um from a <laughs> an, uh, driving over an ied which would wow. which would make you want to leave so he's a really good guy rewild mobility yeah um yeah and like yeah it's just it's made such a difference so yeah yeah like like massive so yeah i i would thoroughly recommend that and i haven't even started the physio side of it so you know just ch- by changing my diet has helped massively so well i mean we all know what happens when you put the wrong petrol in a car don't we mate it's like yeah you are what you eat so yeah yeah, and it's it is very hippie but like you know the the turmeric and ginger shots like i i just live off those now like and that's like instantly i feel amazing all i drink yeah all i drink is turmeric and ginger tea like all all day Uh oh oh really oh awesome I've, I've i've done my um I'm waiting for an MRI on my knee. I think I've torn my MCL, so I'm injured. But generally, I was doing this before. MCLs are all right, mate. You t- yeah, tell I'm not worried. Tell it all day long. Yeah. yeah, I've been I've been on the exercise bike doing 20k a day. Like it's yeah, yeah. it seems all right, but I definitely can't windsurf at the moment. But hopefully cool. soon. But yeah, so the hippy dippy stuff that works for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, like the CBD have made a real big difference for like. Well, I'm, and I'm not honestly not just saying this. I, actually, I did a podcast with a guy called Owen, who's with another guy. They've started a company called Good Rays, but um, he's a real CBD expert. And I did a whole ah, you know what? I, I, his name came up on my LinkedIn today. Oh, Owen. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it's Good Rays. Irish. He's Irish. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So his name came up today because we're doing the Blue Earth Summit with, um, we're a partner with the Blue Earth Summit in Bristol in two weeks' time. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think they're going as yeah. well. And he was, uh, he might even be one of the speakers actually. And, uh, but yeah, to your thing about CBD oil, my wife told me to try it. I yeah. bought the good stuff, which was 60 quid, right? Or like a small, um, file of it. Yeah. And boy, did that work. Like, yeah, yeah. it helped me sleep actually. Yeah. Was I always, it makes me sleep. And then when I was doing a lot of jujitsu before I went to VAS, um, I, I they sent me a load of the good race, so I was having the cans. The oil oil kind of uh, can upset your stomach a bit, but I was just having like a can of it, which was thirty milligrams, and I would just an hour an hour after I drank the can, I just pass out for like eight or nine hours. Have the oh, best man. sleep. And I need I to get, I need to get myself some of that. <laughs> like, yeah, you, yeah. No, you, should, you should chat to uh, well if you get a chance to meet him. One, he's a fascinating guy to talk to. He spent a load of time over in America, like. In the they call it like the the green triangle or something where they make it all and humble county it's called but he like lived over there for a while and yeah it's um it was yeah it's so, really cool yeah I I was at the uh, my daughter is like mad keen on horses and uh, show jumping and um, cross country and stuff and we were at uh, Blenheim Palace for this thing two weekends ago and there was a stand like selling this like or uh, cold pressed CBD oil right all natural and um yeah like i bought a big tub of it i actually went it's like 100 quid and yeah i think that's it's just the price the price is restrictive on it it's really annoying that it's still new you know can you still be i don't know that can't be got on prescription nowadays still can you so it's disgusting that you can't because like they're they're (laughs) handing me this naproxen that destroys my stomach actually like medically proven destroys your stomach yeah rips your insides out terrible stuff and they they can prescribe me that and prescribe me a tablet to stop it killing me yeah that's so stupid isn't it you know and um talk talk about a tug of war (laughs) um yeah exactly it's literally your stomach in two yeah and the cbd oil is just all it's only done me good and yeah. i like you cannot prescribe it you know yeah. so i'm yeah, sure there's yeah. reasons i should i'm not going to be naive and go like i'm sure there's medical reasons why 
he can't. I think it's just new. Uh, from what I got, it's still there's still controversies around it. It's still new. Like my my mum's going through a doctor and a cannabis clinic and getting. I know because like nobody uh, would ever put anything new in their arm, would they? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Give me two. Still got a dead arm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a whole. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Twice. Oh, give yeah. me another one. Boost yeah. me. Yeah. Well, exactly. Now we need another one, don't we? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm not an anti-vaxxer, by the way. No, I'm me neither. Yeah, I will I'm, say I'm, I have my second jab on Saturday. So yeah. Nice. Um. Um. Yeah. Well, maxed. Maxed. Um. But yeah. Always. Right. Um, yeah. Interesting bit of um health chat as well. There. Yeah. Oh well. Awesome to uh to have you on. Yeah. Nice one, mate. And I, I think your podcasts are great. Uh, it was awesome the one you did with Whitey. Yeah. You know, why he's hard enough to understand, like pre his stroke, never mind <laughs> stroke. And, it, you know, it was really, it was a great interview that. And yeah, I think they're great. And I think it's great, very positive what you're doing for like bringing up the whole mental health issue. I think I, like I'm a big believer in that, you yeah. know, um, you know, <clears throat> a lot of guys in the services that have gone through a lot of rough times. So it's, it's good that you're highlighting it. Yeah, yeah. I think like, you know, again, say to all men, talk, uh, yeah. you know, like anything, smallest little issues, tell your mates, you know. Yeah. We're in a much more diverse world now and people aren't going to like absolutely tell you a new one if you like go, oh, I'm feeling a bit uh, fragile today. Yeah, you exactly. A, yeah. a good friend will uh, go, cool, tell me about it. And, yeah. and more more often than not, they'll probably say, "Yeah, do you know what? I felt like that last week as well." Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, that's the that's the remarkable yeah. thing is as soon as as soon as one of us does it, it's a bit like yeah. when you get to the beach and you're waiting for the first one to go out, and as soon as they go out and get playing, and you're like, "Right, it's on, let's go." It's on, exactly. Yeah, we're 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 uh, lemmings by nature, so that's uh, yeah, that's <laughs> I like a good that. thing with your mental health um, uh, sort of campaign that you sort of do is like it's good let's get more people to do it it's good yeah absolutely well yeah as i say my my sort of tagline i mean yours is yeah live less ordinary minds the more we all talk the easier it becomes um, sweet yeah nice. yeah so, absolutely well yeah uh timo mullen thank you very much mate